Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. Welcome to By The Mash Turn, a podcast by a couple of nerds where we brew some beer, drink some beer, and have a nice little chat about some beer. I'm Mike Harrison-Wood. I'm Carl Noble. Hey, how are you doing? I'm alright, it's really hot. It's it's pretty warm. Yeah, so the windows are open, so if there's any sort of like passing car noise or anything, like, you know, screaming children, it's just the way it's going to be. Oh, yeah. it's, it was about a million degrees yesterday, a million degrees the day before, it's finally starting to cool down. So I'm just trying to get the heat out of my house. Basically. <laughs> it congregates it's, it's, inside. It's not welcome here anymore. Yeah, just inside the lobby there. Yeah, but I mean, what doesn't help with the heat is brewing. Yeah, So, course. like, you know, making your house into a sauna. Yes, and you're brewing a beer. What beer are you brewing today? Well, I'm brewing um, the beer for Beautiful Days. Uh, so, as you may remember, last year, around about this sort of time, um, I was brewing a beer for a festival that I go yep, to, yep. and every year... Um, I brew about 40 litres of beer, stick it into 10 litre polypins, and then I take it down to the festival. Mm. Uh, so I try to make something that is going to be suitable porch tepid. So, you know, around about 16, 17 degrees, because, you know, that's going to be stored in the tent. Um, doesn't really matter if it gets a bit mussed up and a bit cloudy, because, you know, just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. Um, and something quite easy going that's not too sickly. So this year I am making a lemon and pineapple ice cream pail. Wow. But I'm trying to make it vegan-friendly, so I'm not putting any lactose in it. No lactose at all? No. Well, because I normally end up giving away quite a lot of the beer Mm. um, to various different people and letting them try it. Um, And it's a lot easier if I don't have to go, oh, by the way, it's not, or are you? And, you know, that way I can just go, you know, there you go. Have some of that. Nice. So let's get into the uh, details about just what is that? What, 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 what's an ice, so ice cream pails, uh, relatively new sort of style, um, mm-hmm. where people have just gone, okay, let's, let's make a, pa- a pale ale and try and give it some sort of like creaminess. It's almost like a pale milk stout, I guess. Yeah, I know a lot of people try to achieve that flavour by just adding lactose yeah, and a lot and, of it. And it, it's a very easy way of doing it. So, you, you know, you end up with something that's almost like a cream soda. Mm. You know, like when you were a kid, you used to mix like, uh, you put like a dollop of ice cream in like a lemonade or Coke or something, the Coke float. I, I believe, yeah, I believe it's called a float. I think it yeah. is called a float, yeah. I mean, I never liked it. Uh, I don't know why. But maybe <laughs> oh, are it's you just kidding cheap, me? Maybe it was cheap lemonade. Root beer float, man. Yeah, That's I mean, to, to be honest, I think I'd probably dig it now, but I don't know. Um, so, yeah, like one of the ways of achieving it is, like you said, to put a load of lactose in there mm-hmm. and then um, obviously different flavours. So you can have like a strawberry ice cream pail, um, you know, so you can add strawberry puree um, or artificial flavourings um, or, yeah. you know, try and achieve it some other way. There's also a lot of vanilla. A lot of vanilla, these. yeah. You, you, you've always got to have that sort of sweet vanilla-y undertone. <laughs> In a, quite a sweet pale ale. Yes, and exactly. And yeah. Lovely. So, like I say, this time I'm avoiding uh, the lactose, so I'm trying to achieve the sort of ice creamy taste in a slightly different way. Um, so I'll take you through the recipe, and then I'll try and explain kind of mm. why I'm doing what I'm doing. Okay, because um, it is quite a new style, so there's not really a huge amount of history to it and there's so deviation really. is just fine yeah it's, exactly it's like, you know there's no tradition that i have to stick to necessarily no. uh, except making it pale 
I guess. Exactly. And early. Um, so I've gone for a very basic, um, like, grain bill. So I've gone for Pilsner malt. Yeah. So 48% Pilsner, uh, 48% Maris Otter, and about three and a bit percent flaked wheat. Okay. So, you know, just, just to give it a little bit of body, a little bit of head retention. Mm. Um, but I wanted to use the kind of half-half Pilsner Marisotta so that it wasn't overly malty. Yeah, you, so you, you've used that in other beers as well, haven't I you? I have, yes, yeah. yeah. So I find it's, it, it is reasonably uh, good for doing like pale ales uh, where you don't want like a really... Um, sort of like multi-base yeah so you just use too it. dominating yeah, yeah exactly and with pale ales especially ipas um you want the hops to really shine through you want a good balance but the hops need to be the kind of you know at the forefront so not using too much marisotta and like balancing it out with something a little bit you know mm. less malty tends to work because you can add less and still keep it quite intense and yes yeah, yeah exactly um and then for, <laughs> for hopping, yep. Um, I've went for Magnum as okay. my kind of bittering hop. That's just, just a big alpha. Yeah, that's it. Like it, it, it's good bang for the buck, really. Like it's got good high alpha acids. Like you're not really bothered about any sort of the secondary flavors. You can just go right. I'll bang some of that in, and you know away you go. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as usual, um, all of our ingredients are supplied by the malt miller. Um, you know they help us out massively because it means that we get to experiment with a lot of things um and this definitely is sort of an experimental <laughs> <laughs> bit going on here so yeah yeah this recipe is actually on their website yeah. um it's it was going to be a bonus um but it was such an interesting beer that we decided to do an episode on the whole thing as well mm. so go over there check it out you can find the recipe um and we will eventually try this and let you know, so you know whether or not it's uh, yeah, yeah. worth worth buying it. It is a forty liter recipe, though. Oh right, okay. Uh, so not, that is worth not yeah, a twenty similar liter. Similar to the Kolsch one. Yes, did. yeah. So 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 it's a bigger batch. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Magnum, you know, really straightforward, good bittering hop. Um. And then in the steep, so twenty minutes steep. So get the. Uh, water down to um 90 degrees 80 90 degrees yeah, after boiling after boiling obviously yeah. um and then keep it at that temperature put some hops in steep hops i have went for lemon drop Ooh. and sriracha ace now yes see lemon drops one that uh, i've drunk some beers with in yeah um but i've never brewed with it and it, it does sound quite interesting, but Sriracha Ace is the weird one. Sriracha Ace is uh, the weird it's, one. It's it's very interesting, very distinctive as well. If, yes. you've, if you've had some beers that have a high proportion of Sriracha Ace, you will know that flavour. Oh, God, yeah. So, now, uh, Lemon Drop. Uh, the reason I wanted Lemon Drop is because it does just have that lemoniness to it, which is absolutely fantastic. It, it's not super sharp, but it's very un- identifiable as lemon. Um, yeah. and it's just, it's a beautiful, um, beautiful hop. And I think it'll balance really well with the pineapple. Yeah. So you and you're them. going for lemon and pineapple anyway. Exactly. So. Um, and then the Sriracha Ace, like this was a way I'm trying to bring in the sort of creaminess, uh, that you would get okay. from an ice cream pail. Cause I find Sriracha Ace tends to be uh, very sort of lemon grassy. Like it's not full on lemon. Um, no, no. Like it's got, 
I don't know, the sort of like rounded flavour. Yeah, some people get expect. dill from it as yes, well. Yes, yeah. Um, and I've heard some people say coconut as well. Yes, yeah, I'm not it, surprised. So. Um, so I find that when I have that in a single hot beer or something like that, it it is almost creamy. Yeah. You know, because it, it makes you think of um, things kind of like curries and stuff like that, where you go, okay, <laughs> like like a, you know. A big mix of, of yeah. various different spices. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I've went for Sriracha Ace because I just think it will work really yeah, well. Yeah, and, and it's such an interesting hop. Like, There are so many different types of things in that you can pick out, but at this point, I just identify it as tasting like Sriracha Ace, yeah. just because it's so weird. Well, it's I'll grab some of the hops soon uh, and let you have a smell of them because, like the the sriracha ace that I've got from uh, Malt Miller is it's just so pungent. It's so sticky as well, like so <laughs> sticky. I was Lovely. like, oh, this is brilliant. It's going to be outstanding. Nice. Um, so yeah, there's um, some of each of them in the steep, and then I'm going to be dry hopping with them as well. Nice. Um, so you know, once fermentation's complete, I'm going to drop a lot of that in. But as well as dry hopping, I'm also going to add some uh, vanilla beans. Okay. So after fermentation is complete, I'm going to slice some vanilla beans and I'm just going to pop them in. I'm not going to make a tincture. Okay. I'm just going to drop them in because I think the tincture will, it'll make the, I don't know, I think it'll just bring out too much of the the sweetness and not enough of the sort of vanilla, uh, the kind of base vanilla that I'm looking for. So yeah, vanilla pods are, often pretty good at getting a bit more of like an earthy um almost oaky sort of yes. vanilla-y flavor uh, uh surprisingly like almost a bit more aggressive yeah whereas the vanilla flavorings tend to be yeah really big sweet and rounded and yeah so that it it can make things a bit too sickly if you if you go yes. too far and the thing is like you know i want to be drinking this beer pretty much all day for three days straight so i don't want it to get sickly no true because, like, especially at slightly warmer temperatures, like, the flavours are going to be... They're going to be more present. Um, yeah. But what is interesting is for the pineapple, I'm not using actual pineapple. Mm, I'm using uh, cupcake flavouring. Yeah. Um, and you don't need a lot of it. No, it I is, not. It is uh, pungent. This is the cupcake sort of flavoring. industrial Yeah, scale. Like I have put 40 mil in 40 litres. <laughs> okay. That is my plan. <laughs> Potent stuff. Mm, yeah, 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 just a bit. Um, but it, it's good because it means it stretches. It goes a long way. You don't need a lot of it. Mm, so um, you'll be brewing a lot of this beer then, if you've got. Uh, hopefully, uh, <laughs> if it turns out nice, I'll probably I'd like to try and keg it as well okay. at some point. So I think I'll probably brew this again, but do it um, in keg because I think I might might work really well. Like kind of chilled and like kind of highly carbonated mm. it might be good. Um, and I would like to try it with lactose in at some point as well just to see what a difference it makes um but the reason i'm using cupcake flavoring for the pineapple rather than actual pineapple is because i want that the artificial taste i want it to taste like pineapple cubes you know like the sweets yeah i don't want it to taste like fresh pineapple because if you're having pineapple ice cream you're probably expecting it to taste like pineapple yeah, sweets not pineapple flavor not, than, yeah. yeah exactly you know it's like if you have banana sweets you don't want it to taste like actual banana you want that <laughs> banana sweet flavor yeah okay yeah a, a good good interesting stance to to approach it from yeah, yeah. well it's because it, it it's going to make people think of pineapple ice cream yeah as opposed to just a pineapple and vanilla pale ale yeah 
I want to. I want people to go. Ah, pineapple ice cream, good. And it's a it's a hearty reminder that no ingredients are bad. Yes, it's exactly. just a case of picking. Yeah, it, and what's it, appropriate. Yeah, it's just deciding what you want. And um, the last thing, obviously, is the yeast. And I am using because I haven't got long. <laughs> I'm using <laughs> I'm using a yeast that ferments ridiculously quick. Yeah. So I'm using a Kvike yeast. Oh, nice. Uh, and the one I'm using um, is uh, Bjorn Kvike. Okay. Uh, so it's by WHC. Um, you can get it on Maltmiller. They've got a wide selection of uh, various different Kvike yeasts from a lot, yeah, of, different a lot of different yeast producers. Ones, yeah. um, this one uh, is Hornendal, and that is the that is the strain of yeast, because I think there's about four main Kvike yeasts kicking about so, so this is an isolated strain so this is an isolated one and the reason i'm using this one um one you know high fermentation oh, um yeah. rate yeah, i'm expecting it to ferment out in two to three days yeah you might, you might have to go into a little bit about what kvike yeast is uh well it's it's a very interesting kind of uh, farmhouse yeast that doesn't create a lot of um super esters when fermented at really high temperatures so you can ferment anywhere from about 30 celsius yeah up to about 35 to 40 celsius that's pretty warm like i've spoken to some brewers and they have brewed at 40 that's pretty warm yeah and hornendal drops just clean as anything so i was speaking to uh, mike from double barreled yesterday mm-hmm. uh, and he was saying that they um like played about with various different kvagis and they found that hornendal it dropped clearer than lagers Wow, in a very short amount yeah, of time. I it guess. just goes, poof, just and you and you don't have to crash cool, really. Like if you wow. drop it down to like twenty five, that's enough for it to just drop out because <laughs> that counts as crash cooling. <laughs> it counts <laughs> as crash cooling for Yikes. a bike, yeah. Um, so yeah, like I'll be fermenting at like thirty four degrees, I reckon, and I'm expecting it to to pretty much do its business in yeah wow. about about three days. I'm expecting it to just be done. That's pretty quick. It is very quick. I, I, it. It's going to be interesting because it's going to make my fermentation fridge smell. Mm. Because normally I don't so have it at that sort of temperature. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the the wooden boards that are in there have been soaked in beer and various <laughs> other bits a lot of times. So That's like, well, I don't really know if I want that to cook. Yeah. I'd, it, it must be, um, yeah, very weird, uh, especially when if you've got a, a temperature-controlled fermentation chamber. Yeah. The question of, can it go that high? Of course it can. Do, do you have a heating element in it strong enough to keep it at 35? Yeah. I guess in this uh, weather, yeah. The- well, I mean, like, like, like I've got a greenhouse heater in there. The greenhouse heater can go all the way up to, I think, like 65. Oh, wow. Okay, no question then. So, yeah, like, I mean, I, I, I probably could brew slightly higher if I wanted to. I wonder what happens if you do Kvike at 60. They'd probably die. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it would. It would. Yeah. Um, right, so... The, again, the reason I'm using this, one, is for the speed. Um, two, very flocculent, so it'll drop re- it'll drop out real easy. Um, but the flavours that it gives off, mm. um, it, apparently it's tangerine, pineapple, and mango. So very okay. tropical sort of flavours. Um, so, you know, Kvikes tend to brew real clean, uh, so you don't get a lot of the sort of, like... Um, esters you would expect if you used uh, normal ale yeast and brewed at that sort of temperature because that's the sort of thing you'd be doing like trappist or mm. um you know along those sorts of lines so you're not going to get those super ester sort of flavors uh, it tends to ferment very very clean 
uh, tends to take a lot of the off flavors with it. But again, as any yeast does, it always produces some flavor molecules. Yeah. Uh, and these ones are going to be tropical fruits. So that's good. So that, that works that out really well. well for me. Yeah. Um, and you say that you've so you've 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 got covered your malt, your hops, your yeast, your pineapple. Are you adding any lemon, or are you just getting that from the hops? Ah, uh, that's coming straight from the hops. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, that's the big amount and the, the yes, large amount. Yeah, sorry. exactly. Um, I was toying with the idea of making uh, like a tincture from um, lime zest, like a oh, sorry lemon zest, like I did uh, with the nice. uh, margarita goza. Yeah, uh, where I did it with the lime because that was absolutely banging mm. but i was like ah there's already enough going on in there <laughs> i don't really need to be banging like you know a yeah, vodka true. um infused with lemon le- lemon zest see like, that's one that i would think a, a, a golden tequila with lemon zest yeah that would be good that could be an option it could very yeah. well be an option but, but yeah, maybe for the next batch yeah that's what I, i'm gonna see how this turns <laughs> out because i think it's going to be fairly full on anyway uh but this is going to be about four percent Okay. Uh, you know, a good oh, session, so a good too, session drinker. Yeah, not too high then. Yeah, yeah. It should, it, you know, it should turn out pretty well. And I'm you're holding. giving it away for free, so. Well, exactly. And I need to be drinking it all day, so yeah, it needs to be sessionable. Nice. So yeah, that's that's the recipe. Um, like I say, you, like you can, if you're interested in brewing it, you can find that at the Malt Miller. And uh, if you do happen to see him, uh, Cal here, uh, walking around, beautiful days. Yeah, with, with yeah. a backpack with a backpack with a uh, uh, beer pump on it um come and give us a shout and yeah. you know try some of the beer it's, yeah, it's gonna yeah. be interesting <laughs> he'll have business cards or something on him yeah, yeah i will and you know my face yeah i'll have my face on me yeah you've all seen him yeah i'm here. he's got a face <laughs> he's the tall one um yeah so i think you know unless we've got anything else no uh we should probably move on to a beer ye beer ye it's time for the beer news oh. local edition oh look because like last time we did uh american edition yeah so this time We're super local super local hyper local what's the news uh so cast your minds back all right a few episodes ago we did a spruce tips beer with wild weather I remember that. Yeah, lovely bunch of people, a lot of them. Go go and listen to that if you want to remind yourself how lovely they are. Yeah. Anyway, they have bought a pub. Right. In the Reading area. Okay. One that has been looking for an owner for quite a while. Yep. It is the Eldon Arms. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's uh, up by, for those that don't know, that's up by the Retreat. Yep. Uh, it's East Reading, sort of south-ish, south-ish East Reading. Yeah, it's changed hands a few times, hasn't it? Yeah, there's. Um, it is a bit backstreety, yeah. but it's a really nice bunch of backstreets. It it's is. All, it yeah, is it's, very nice. It's a really nice area. There, it's it's sort of between the student area and the rest of town. Um, yeah, it could do, do does it have a well. name? They're not going to call it the Elden Arms, are they? They're not going to call it the Elden Arms. Given their name, they're going to call it the Weather Station. Oh, classic. So yeah. are we expecting like weather vanes on the top? Maybe some sort of rain-collecting device? I presume so. I mean, they've got to lean into it. That that thing with, that spins around with the cups. Oh, yeah, with the windy, windy measurer. Yeah. Uh, wind, ball wind. foot detector scale. Oh, there man. you go. I don't know. I made that up. Yeah, something like that. They'll have all of that decorating it. Oh. Uh, But on the inside, they'll have all their beers. Wow. Yeah. Can't wait. I know. That is going to be good. I I mean, are they they going to be running it? 
I don't know much of the like internet. behind the bar? Uh, or? I've, I've, all I've heard is this juicy scoop. Oh, juicy scoop? Yeah. I think this went, because uh, it, Went out yesterday on social media. The news, uh, did it not? There you go. Uh, yes, so it got announced the day after we're currently recording. Day well, before the, we're currently recording. Yes, there yeah. Not, That's not the, the way time after. works. Yeah. yeah, good old time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think now is probably a good time to go and get some beer. And I'll let you have a little smell of those hops as well. Oh, uh, yes. Right, what have we got here then, Mike? So, first up, we've got a collaboration between New Bristol Brewery <laughs> yes. and Arbor Brewery. Okay. Yes, good brewers, both. Yeah, it's a uh, big can. It's a big can. It is a 5.68 mil can. Pint can, then? a one pint, yeah. Wow. Uh, and this is called Whose Lime Is It Anyway? Oh, I, wonder, a, I wonder whose lime it actually was. I wonder. Um, so, I'm guessing it's got something to do with lime, then? Yes, Okay. I'm, I'm getting to that. Go on, then. Uh, they've they've noted the style, I guess, the sort of subtext as uh, Key Lime Pie PA. Right. A pie as in the, um, the mathematical yeah. symbol, yeah. Um, but the actual uh, description is a lime-infused milkshake IPA. Oh, there you go. I've just smelled it. Yeah? How does it smell? Really limey. It <laughs> smells good. amazing. Yes. It's a very lime green can. And it's, it's it looks like soup it does smell very lime mm. very heavily lime uh very big carbonation as well oh wow yeah yeah that's how you good. liking uh yeah that's it like the lime is there but it's the lime's more on the nose than it is in the taste very sweet though yeah like creamy oh, i'm yeah. guessing they've definitely used lactose yeah that there is lactose in that yeah um oh yeah that's like sweet Limey milk. It is. I mean, like, I, I would never think of having a lime milkshake. No. I don't know why. Oh, uh, I don't think you should ever add milk to lime. Or lime no, to no, milk. no, well, no, no, it'll curdle. Yeah, don't do that. No, but I mean, like, you know, that's why I use artificial flavourings. Yeah, yeah. Um, in that sort of thing. But, I mean, I suppose maybe a lime yoghurt. Lime yoghurt, there you Yeah, go. it is quite limey in that way. Mm. Yeah, it's can I, definitely can I have a little, creamy, uh, little look at the old, the old can? Oh, God, it's massive. What a massive can. <laughs> okay, yeah. He's so, a tall boy. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, they don't really go too much into what's in there. Um, but yeah, you can definitely see it's got lactose in it. Mm. Ooh, I like this. In, um, oh, I'm not sure what language that is, but it's uh, lactose <laughs> is uh, lactose, which is Fair brilliant. Enough. I like that. That's good. But yeah, big, sweet, rounded, lovely. Um, I imagine if this was just a little bit colder on a day like today, it would be fantastic. Yeah. I like it's, it's, It is cool. It is nice. It is cool, yeah. It's, it, it, it's not quite as cold as I think it would benefit from. Like on keg, that would be oh. just primo, yeah. I reckon. So if you see that anywhere on keg. Yeah, it get it. I mean, I, I, whether or not you will or not, I don't know whether or not they did keg any of this or whether or not they canned a lot of it. Not sure. The, both those breweries are around the Bristol Way, so for any any of you around that neck of the woods. Local Bristolians. Yeah. Get, you, get, get yourself to some, one of their pubs or places and just go, look, you got any on keg or what? Yeah, exactly. And, let, and then let us know so we can come around and drink it all. It would be interesting to see how they got the lime in there, though, um, as, as with any additions, because there are so many different ways of adding ingredient x to beer y yes yeah like you know you can use flavorings or you can tincture it or you can just dry whatever with it yeah or wet add it in the boil uh, yeah Jam in the mash up. yeah like all sorts of crazy ways of doing it but that 
is very good. Yeah. Like, I like that a lot. 6% as well, though. 6%. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't want to bring that around with you at a festival. No, I mean, I have brewed slightly stronger beers for festival before, but yeah, like, you know, you like you want to find your buzz and maintain your buzz at a festival. You don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to smash your back doors in too early. Yeah, and then um, just be asleep on the grass. Just be asleep on the grass. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, that's, that's not a good idea. But, I mean, that would be quite nice at a festival, I reckon. Yeah. If I could find that on keg. Ooh, <laughs> get it in you. Yeah, beautiful days, you listening? Yeah, you listening? Yeah. Otter Brewery? Because <laughs> they're, they're the ones who do all the, uh, all uh, the beer. They're, they're uh, in charge of the bars. Yeah, they, they, they brew the beer. And uh, reasonable prices as well. Yeah, nice. Which is good. Anyway, we should stop chatting about that and uh, maybe get another beer. Yeah. Because that one was good and I want another one. Okay. All right then, Cal. What is next? We have got a translucid IPA from Sirencraft, and it was Ooh. brewed in collaboration with Magic Rock Brewing. Oh, two so big this, hitters. Yes, I mean, like this is just full on collaboration. Yeah, full on collaboration. Now, I was reading uh, the blurb, and I kind of want to read it out. Oh, go on then. Uh, for you. You're going to do a dramatic voice. I mean, maybe translucid IPA. Ancient Norwegian yeast cultures known as Kvike have been fermenting traditional Nordic beers for generations, and now we've been lucky enough to get our hands on an isolated Hornendal strain to try out. Equinot, Simcoe and Mosaic feature in our first showcase. So, Hornendal. Yeah, same strain. Same strain, so this this could be quite interesting. Um, you know, see if we can pick out some of those uh, tropical fruity McNutty mm. flavors it's going to be a little bit tricky because they have used hops that are all Equinot, quite <laughs> <Yeah>. hoppy <laughs> and fruity tropically some of them now this is this is not a daytime um session beer by the way no 8.5 percent it'll do i mean have you, have you tried it <laughs> not yet i'm right. taking a get, bit get, get get your mouth in there oh he's, he's having a good smell he's got his nose right in the glass how's it smelling Hang on, I'm going to give it a swill and another one. Okay, I'll just I'll just keep talking about the the bottle. Um, so it's it's brown. Yeah. Carry on. Yeah, no, I've 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 smelled it now. Yeah, what? there's uh, there is a lot going on in that. You can it's got the smell of a strong beer, even though it doesn't smell of alcohol. But there is definitely a big fruity hop note. There is now we have uh, this at the Nags Head on keg right now. Yeah. So you know. If you if you're listening to this, actually no. By the time it goes out, it probably won't be on anymore. It uh, might. It might be. Yeah. Like a lot of people have mentioned about this. Like, have a try of it. Okay. And see how you feel, and see whether or not you find what a lot of other people have said. Hang on, I had a sweetie before this. So I need to. He had a he had a yeah. sweetie. What are you five? Mm-hmm. A sweetie. What what sweetie did you have? Oh. That's um It's nice. It's it's quite clean. It's nice. Yeah. It's it's not as big fruit hops as I was expecting from the smell. No. Now out of the bottle, yeah. I think that hides the alcohol slightly better than it does on keg. Oh really? On keg, um the I mean, not that you can taste alcohol, but it, it, it does have that sort of like strong beer taste. Yeah. Whereas I think it it's hidden a lot better in this. Yeah, it's, um, it's there in the smell. It, yeah, it is definitely but. there in the smell. And I do wonder whether or not that's um, maybe a product of carbonation level um, or temperature. Yeah, uh, this is, um, I guess, it presumably slightly warmer than keg, not by a yes. long way. Not but, massively, uh, no, but a bit. 
Um, and I, I think Soundcraft use um, live yeast in their bottle conditioning process as well. Yeah. So uh, this, they might have cooled it down somewhat, um, as in removed some of the higher chain alcohols. Yes. And, and yeah. made it a bit simpler, but um, well, again like very very nice um you know you could you could probably drink a lot of this before it became noticeable it was eight and a half percent i think once once i'm like four or five sips in i'm not getting much like a little bit on the aftertaste is that slight burn i would um, be interested to find out what they fermented this at temperature wise yeah i i assume the high high points that you would expect from i would yeah i would imagine so just because it's so quick like yeah. it just gets the job done but again you're, you're not getting those sort of like you know you're not getting a trappist beer sort of taste no. at all no no like it is clean yeah like and Vike is remarkable like yeah and, and the fruity notes there i am just picking up from the hops i i'm not sure because it is unfamiliar like i haven't had too many kvikes yet yeah it is very difficult to distinguish what is hop character and what is yeast character. The yeast character, like with some English ales, it's very clear. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, well, that's yeasty. Yeah, but the thing is, do you think uh, because of how high you can ferment these at, do you reckon we're going to see a shift soon where pretty much most uh, breweries are just using quite yeast because it's their possible. turnarounds faster? Yeah, it, it, it's possible that for that sort of workhouse style, like just just getting on with it yeah um it might replace some of the stalwarts like uso5 yeah um at least for some breweries and then the question is are we going to start losing a lot of our traditional yeasts <laughs> i because doubt we'll a lot, because a lot of the breweries are just going well we'll just use kvike because it's it gets the job done quickly yeah you you might can you imagine see... heineken using kvike <laughs> maybe that'd be weird wouldn't it uh, could you oh could you make a lager out of yeah people have done yeah quite lagers yeah but hot fermented mm-hmm. lagers yeah that's not a lager and they drop out clean that's not a lager though yeah people have done them i've heard wow yeah let's give it a go all right now yeah maybe i'll do a kvike hellas or something wow that mate i'd be interested in seeing how that because like i mean suppose like for the lager it's the the lagering process you want but it's it's that it's bottom fermenting cold fermenting like that's that's yeah. what makes lagers lagers so i guess technically it would sort of be a more of a Kolsch than a yeah so it'd be a but not with Kolsch yeast with so it'd be a Kvalsch yeah <laughs> Kvalsch yeah I don't know I don't think I don't think we should try and say these things <laughs> alright maybe not uh, into a microphone Kvalsch Kolsch lager there you go yeah Hellas. That, that'd be uh, interesting something. yeah but yeah I because I have heard uh, other uh, opinions about this type of thing being where so for a certain strange the idea is that the temperature is what causes an increase in certain esters, or yeah. at least it's one of the levers that can be pulled in order to increase yeah. esters production is uh, by increasing the temperature. Whereas apparently that's something that doesn't happen with Kvike. And what does, what does have an impact is the pitching rate. Okay. And so by under pitching quite drastically, yeah. that's a good way to promote those esters that you Through might stressing the yeast. Yeah. Okay. Um, and produces the nicer esters as, rather than like just all over the place. This yes, is disgusting yeah, yeah. stress. You don't want to go 
like freezing them and boiling them and well that would kill them anyway but, you know that there are other ways to stress yeast than just there pitching rates like you could um, just shout at them yeah uh, I mean, Kvite yeast, you probably couldn't tell them to work faster because... Yeah, they already do. They, they work yeah. pretty damn quick, but, yeah. you know, you could probably shout at them. Or maybe that would really upset them. Yeah. You'd, uh, work faster. I am the fastest yeast. I cannot <laughs> work faster, you... And, and they just refuse to do anything. Yeah, just sit down for a bit. Yeah. Have a lunch break. Um, well, I think <laughs> anyway. We've, we've, we've went off topic again. Uh, that is a very nice beer. Um, mm. Very tropical as well. Yeah. Very full in the mouth. Full yes. in the mouth. Should we try another beer? Yeah. Why then? What have we got here, Mike? So this is the first of this week's final gravity. Oh, things. but it does tie in also with the current episode. So it's the third beer of that. Yeah, well. I mean, we should probably explain to people why the final gravity is happening this way. I mean, like last week we did explain it, but I mean, I know everyone doesn't listen again. to every episode, so... No, so final gravity is where we go back and have a little look at the beers after they're finished. Uh, so, we used to do a very specific episode for this, but yes. we've decided to change that now, haven't we? Yeah, so it's it's now just every episode we'll do at least one. Yeah. Or at least every, every episode that's just us two yeah. in a room will review at least one talk about what we learned from it what went right what went wrong all of that okay so first up uh tying in with the ice cream pail yeah is the episode uh white chocolate white stout that we did with kieran yes yeah i remember this um so i mean white stout is a if i remember correctly a really hard style to actually get right yeah because yeah. how on earth you managed to make something pale taste like a stout uh, I don't think anyone's ever managed it, to my knowledge, or not the beers I tasted. No, there's there's been some fantastic beers that are very nice and easy to drink. Yeah, but don't give that impression of stout. It being a stout, yeah. Like if you were blindfolded, you wouldn't be like, yeah. oh, that's definitely a stout. No, and uh, uh, you go back and listen to the episode if you want. But the main the main gist of it is that it works better on people that drink a lot of different styles of beer because with stouts. There is an association with chocolate, coffee, and vanilla. Yes. Uh, because there's often additions of those three things in normal stouts. Yeah. And so you take away the stout and you add those three things, and people that drink stouts with those three things in it associate it with stout, yes. even though it's not a stout. Yeah. So anyway. give us a quick rundown on what this was and, you know, so yeah, this, this, what's gone down. This was my attempt at a sort of Christmas beer. I was going to go for a white chocolate white stout. Right. Uh, so going for more of the, even though it's impossible to get uh, in beer, the, the sort of cocoa buttery, white chocolatey yes. sort of thing. Um, and also no coffee. Yeah. Which I think let it down. Uh, okay. And, and made it not as... I mean, it's definitely pale. Is. Yeah, it's, it's pale. It's, it's sort of uh, ambery, well, light amber to yellow. Yeah. Um, hazy. But I think that's just because it was in a bottle and I took it here. Seems reasonable. Yep. And talking of which, it being in a bottle, I don't think it's aged very well. No? No. This, this is about six months old now. And it right, has been okay. in a bottle the whole time. Bottle conditioned, but bottled um, and kept at room temperature. Yes. And so I drank a lot of this over Christmas. Um, and it was a lot sweeter, yeah. a lot more chocolate and vanilla. Those nuts So did you put through. lactose in this? Yes, there was lactose. Yep. There was uh, cacao nibs in a tincture of yep. just clean vodka, right. cleanest I could get, basically, and uh, also with vanilla beans. 
Right, okay. Um, but in, in a separate tincture. Yes, and then yeah, I just, yeah. I sort of said, you know what? I just put them both, both in. in. I didn't yeah. dose anything. I just chucked them in. Okay. And um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was delicious out of the keg. Um, yeah, I mean, the, like the, so I've just had a try of it. The, I think a lot of the flavors have, t- have mellowed off. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, I'm not getting a huge hit of chocolate. No, that, that was one of the first ones to dissipate. Uh, like, I get, because I kegged it and I did do a few bottles as well. I have tried it about once a month right, since okay. uh, I've tried it. And yeah, the chocolate was one of the first things. How go. quickly did you uh, find that dropped off? Um, within a couple of months, really. Really? Like it, was, it was, it might have just been the conditions of the keg sort of uh, accentuated those notes a lot more than yeah, the possibly. condition thing. But, possibly. Uh, or or uh, it's a byproduct of the yeast eating certain things down more than... yeah. Um, because keeping them at room temperature means that they won't have had that dormancy for the whole time. Like in a keg, it's so cold that they pretty much just go to sleep and, yes, and, yeah, and yeah. don't really munch on anything else. But yeah. being upwards of 20 degrees, you know, this time of year, upwards of 35 degrees, yeah. they, they're going to eat everything they can. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because like, I tried this, uh, well, like I say, over the, over the winter time, and it was mm. it was really good. I, I do think it has lost just some of the kind of some of the kick that I had, some of that, you know, some of the potency. Yeah, like I say, it, it, it's dropped into just a pleasant pale ale. Yeah, I, I'm getting because um, I went for an English yeast as well, and yeah. I am getting a lot more of the English yeast esters. Yes, than was at all noticeable. Yeah, so. I, I think it has transitioned very gradually from that sort of big um, non-traditional style into something that is a bit more, you know, the English pale. Yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah. do you think this this is probably one, if you were to do it again, just keg it? Yeah, I'd, I'd keg it um, and then... Get it drunk uh, quick. Yeah, but then we've, we've also uh, invested recently in one of those things that allows you to bottle from keg. Yes, a bottle gun. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think that's probably the way forward for this type of thing is, or, or at least... Okay, get in bottle when you want it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, at, yeah, at the very least, if you do bottle condition it, give it the week or two, yeah, sure, but then chill it. Yeah, yeah. Don't leave it on a shelf and yes. just let it yeah. do its thing. And, you know, unless you want that sort of lactose English pale vibe. Yeah, I mean, the thing <laughs> is, is like, that's not a style I think it's that's going to make, a, make yeah. a, a comeuppance, is it? Like the lactose English pale. Yeah. And I'm getting the milk mouth as well, just just from that, just from a, mm. you know, yeah, no, a half I see what you mean. Zips. It's it's got that big lactose. So, would you change anything about the recipe? Um, it, I reckon, yeah, I would put more of all of the additions. So right. maybe not the lactose. I think the lactose was bang on at the time. Yeah, but I would put more uh, chocolate, more vanilla, and then I would actually put some coffee in. Right, not, okay. not enough to dominate. Try and balance that a bit yeah, better with yeah. the other two, just a touch, but uh, just just to give it that little bit of depth. Mm. Yeah, um, no, I can see that a bit of roastiness. Yeah, no, that's cool. Anyway, should we try another one then? Let's try another one of mine. Right, what's up next, Mike? All right, last today is the second of our final gravity episodes. I think you've handed me chocolate milkshake. Yes, it is brown, but it is super hazy. It is very hazy. Yeah, I did bring it here in a bag. 
and uh, it's, it's. Oh, sorry, you didn't put it in a bottle. You just, no, you just had just a bag, a bag of beer. Yeah, plastic bag. You are a classy bird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's um, the white chocolate, white stout. Right, uh, is a little bit hazy, but it seems to have mostly dropped out in the sort yeah. of hour or two that I was here before we started getting to this point. But um, the American Brown has not. So no. Similarly, it's a few months old. Um, this is a recipe that you can find at themaltmiller.co.uk. Yeah. Um, it's I believe it was the episode after the Kolsch, and it is an American Brown. As I said, uh, it's yeah, hoppy brown malty what do you think it is hoppy brown and malty that that like that's exactly what it is like, I've, nice. just, I've just had a try of it and yeah the like the the, the malt base it's nice it's it, it's got a sharpness to it which is good so like like almost a like a like, bite oh. yeah just like, like, like it's just got like a a heavier roast and it's just like it it cuts through really really nicely mm. and the hops the hops are definitely there uh more of a sort of like a bittering than yeah. any sort of like super fruitiness. There's yeah, there's a touch of aroma there, but it's it's nothing overwhelming. This is completely the opposite of the white chocolate white stout in that it was nice keg, but yeah. it is very nice. Well, mm. it's 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 much more what I intended to make yes. now yeah, yeah. than it was in keg. Yeah, uh, I made the mistake of drinking it a bit early very quick yeah and um it meant that because we were trialing out the bbc hops yes very intense very potent hops yeah and it made it so that it was less like an american brown more like a brown ipa so really big slap in the face of hops hops and whereas allowing the the time to mellow yeah giving it two three months and, and it's uh in bottle again at room temperature not cold yeah but so, I mean, to be honest, though, like if you're bottling like forty bottles a time, you know who's got space to store all that cold? Mm. I mean, I don't. No, no, exactly. And I've, I, got, I've got three fridges. <laughs> exactly. Right. But I, I think that has, yeah, definitely uh, improved into the category of what I was looking for. Yes, like, having yeah, yeah. the hops and the malt balance like that mm. has has made it. Very tasty. A shame about the super haze and it not dropping out well, but yeah, well that's, that's it. I, I, I think that is the only, the only negative. Yeah, I think is literally just kind of, um, it essentially just looks like muddy water. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't taste like muddy water, but it does look. But again, that's that's part and parcel yeah. of bottle conditioning and then carrying it around and not allowing it time to kind of settle back out again because mm. it it does just take. A little while, and especially if it's, um, you know, something that, that that's I don't know, maybe slightly overcarbed, so the yeast has gone a little bit kind of crazy, and you end up with slightly more yeast in there than you expected. Yeah, yeah, I think um, having opened it as well, it, it went it went a bit over the side. So I yeah, think I, and, I messed up the priming there. But. And what as the CO two comes out of suspension when you open it, that will drag some of the stuff off the bottom. Yeah. So even a slight settling, unless it's had a time to cake. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just gonna, it's, just, it's, it's just going to it's just going to move it all about again. So like that is, it's good advice if you are taking bottles around for people. Uh, because I mean, I'm not bothered if something's super hazy because I don't think yeast is going to kill me. But <laughs> for homebrew people, people are scared of homebrew as standard. Yeah, because yeah. you know of things back in like the 80s and 90s where homebrew was just awful. Um, and then handing somebody some 
thing that has like lumps floating around in it, they're going to be like, nah, I'm not, I'm not trying that. Yeah. So, you know, for, for, your, for your own kind of benefit um, in the long run, uh, I'm not talking to you specifically here, Mike, I'm just talking <laughs> about everybody, is, you know, do the best you can to try and give that time to settle um, because otherwise it, it just puts people off immediately. Yeah. Like they see it and they're like, oh, no, 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 I can't do that. I mean, people struggle with hazy beer as a standard and that's yeah, in a pub. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, especially the traditional beer drinkers. Yeah, like, let alone if you're handing them homebrew. Like, yeah. you know, you want to give it the best shot you can because people do drink with their eyes. Yeah. It gets messy and wet, but <laughs> they do. So, a nice image. <laughs> Sorry, I just, like in my head, I was just thinking of something from um, like a cartoon, basically, where someone's just got like mouths for eyes and they're just drinking through their eyes just pouring lovely beer into their eyes it's <laughs> it, it got weird in my head anyway uh <laughs> so yeah lessons learned from this one is yeah um if i wanted to drink it fresh because the malt was still very good when it was fresh mm. i would walk back the hops a little bit maybe do like two thirds to three quarters of what i added yeah um but given a couple of months in the bottle or it, in cask, I imagine this would be this would be absolutely yeah. lovely. Yeah, um, it, that that sort of slight element of sweetening out and oxidising a little bit. Yes, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see how that ages in cask as well. Like mm. over like the three four days that would be on. Yeah, that'd Tasty. be good. Yeah, no, definitely. So I mean, excluding the two final gravities, yeah, uh, just the beers that uh, we tried from uh, these different breweries. I mean, they're very different. I yeah. mean, obviously, what like one is an ice cream pail and the other one's just a quike, so it's, it's quite hard to they kind of very different. put them against each I'd other. Probably still have the lime one though. The lime one's really good. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, is like I just tried it earlier as well. So as it's kind of been um, warming up, like the the flavors are coming out much more. Like it's much more full on. Yeah. Like, oh wow. Yeah, yeah and, I know. And and that creamy element yeah. of lactose rather than just the sugary. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah, if if I was having a pint of anything, it would be that one. Yeah, but I think I mean, translucid's um, percentage probably puts you off having a pint of it. Eight and a half percent, Mike. All right, I'd have a pint of whose lime is it anyway, and I'd yeah. have a third of the translucent. That seems reasonable as, as a sidekick, or whatever the term. S- is. Sidekick. I don't know. So I've got hiccups now. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I think that's about us done for this yep. week. Um, as usual, you know, if you um, like the show please leave a review um anywhere that you can really i mean TripAdvisor, things like that probably not so helpful but things like itunes really helps us out helps our mm. visibility uh we don't pay for advertising we don't uh put it out anywhere it's all kind of word of mouth and um through our partner the malt miller um so yeah it it does help us out a lot if you can leave a review you can get in contact with us on the old social medias yeah um you at know. by the mash tun yeah, for exactly. Everything. Pretty much. Um, we have a Gmail for email if you don't do... Um, that That was really good. We have a Gmail for email yeah. uh, if you don't do any of this sort of like social media stuff. Um, so if you want to get in contact, if you've got any questions about the recipes or just about homebrewing in general, uh, get in touch. We will help out as much as we can. We're not experts. You know, no, we're, we're just, learning as we go. Yeah, so. We're just homebrewers, but you know, we have brewed a lot um, you know, between us. So get in contact we will help you out as much as we can if you've got any questions about uh ingredients or equipment 
uh, please contact our partners, the Malt Miller. They will be able to help you out, and they are always happy to give advice um, and help as mm-hmm. many people as they can because, you know, they're a big part in the homebrew community. I think pretty much everybody's heard of them. Yeah, and uh, as usual, you can find today's recipe as well as lots of the other recipes we've done on the maltmiller.co.uk. So just search for Buy the Mash Tun and you can have a look at all of them. Although do note that today's one is a 40-litre batch, not the usual sort of 20, 22. Yeah. Uh, and if you have brewed any of our recipes from there, if you've bought the recipe pack and you've brewed any of them, give us your feedback. Yeah, we need that because, I mean, we're drinking them and going, oh, yes, it's very nice. Oh, no, I wouldn't do that again. But, you know, it's always helpful to get somebody who doesn't know us to mm. try our recipes out or, you know, even just give them a go and let us know how you, how you feel about them. Um, but I think next episode you're planning on... Well, by the sounds of it, I'm going to do a Kvike Hellers. Right, well, I mean, you know... That's going to be banging, so yeah. I look forward to that. Yeah, but other doing than that at forty degrees, oh god, bring it on! Yeah, I mean you got the you got the weather for it. Yeah, to be honest, you can brew it outside. <laughs> all right, well that's uh, that's all that we've got. I think. Yeah. So, until next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye.